0: MAY WE KNOW THE GRACE TO LEAN INTO THE DREAM, AND MAY WE HEAR THAT VOICE OF GOD'S MESSENGER AGAIN AND AGAIN, DO NOT BE AFRAID.
1: FROM CHICAGO, IT'S THE OLD ST. PAT'S PODCAST SUNDAY SERIES, A SHOW THAT HIGHLIGHTS WEEKLY REFLECTIONS FROM OLD ST. PATRICK'S CHURCH. WHAT'S YOUR CHRISTMAS WISH THIS YEAR? When you start to dream about your wish, do you tend to back away and have doubts of it actually becoming a reality, or do you start to visualize it coming true? As we come towards the end of Advent, Father McGrath encourages us to lean into our dreams with faith.
0: Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in most lives? The line comes at the center of a spectacular poem by the poet Denise Levertov. The poem is entitled Annunciation, and she asks that question in the center of her reflection. Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in most lives? Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in every life? Levertov is reflecting here on the Annunciation, and when I say Annunciation, when you hear the word Annunciation and when I hear it, we of course have images that come into our imagination of Mary and the angel Gabriel. And so it is, that spectacular telling in Luke's Gospel of the presence of an angel speaking those words of announcement and invitation to Mary, the Annunciation, but that's Luke's gospel. This is Matthew's gospel, the gospel that we're reading these days in the liturgical cycle, and if you look for that annunciation of the angel Gabriel to Mary in Matthew's gospel, you will not find it. Instead, the hero at the centerpiece of the story of the telling of Jesus's birth in the earliest chapters of Matthew's gospel is Joseph. Joseph, the quiet, unsung hero of the Gospels. Joseph, who just disappears from the story at some point, while Mary will accompany Jesus all the way to the cross. And so Matthew puts Joseph at the center. This is, if you will, Joseph's annunciation. This is how Joseph hears the news about the birth of this child. Aren't there enunciations of one sort or another in everybody's life? Joseph, hearing this. Joseph now is the vehicle through which we will understand these earliest words of Matthew's gospel. He wants us, he wants us to see this story through the nervous eyes of Joseph. He wants us to enter into Joseph's perspective on what's happening to him in his life. And part of the beauty of the Gospels, of course, always is that it leaves so many things to your imagination. It's an invitation into the Scripture. These are not dead words. These are living, inspired texts. And the inspiration isn't just when they're written. The inspiration is when you and I hear it and are moved by it, and our imaginations stir, and we're moved to some action to respond And so Matthew whispers across the ages to us, pay attention to Joe, watch him. And what do we see with Joseph in these unspoken words, the assumptions that are made here in the midst of this second story of Annunciation? What is it that happens here? We're told that Joseph is a righteous man. We're told first by Matthew before this passage that he is in the line of King David. You know at the very, very beginning of Matthew's gospel is that very, very long list of the genealogy of Jesus. All the ancestors, all the patriarchs from all the way down, from Adam and Eve to Joseph. I suggested that we read it dramatically here this morning. Every one of those names, I was vetoed by (laughs) those who know better. But Matthew wants you to understand, son of David, this prophecy, this proclamation and this hope is actually going to be fulfilled in Jesus because through Joseph, he is of that lineage. And then he tells us about this moment for Joseph. And the line is almost a throwaway line where it says before they were married but after they had been betrothed. Betrothal being a very serious legal commitment in that, co- in that time, in that culture, in that tradition. It says that it became known that Mary was with child through the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that's missing from this telling of the birth of Christ and it's missing in Luke's Gospel too is the conversation between mary and joseph when he found out was it mary that shared the news or were people starting to talk was it the scuttlebutt of the synagogue or the community well or was it something whispered in hushed tones of fear into joseph's ear she's pregnant And we're told that Joseph is righteous because what he decides to do here is to exhibit some care for Mary because, as we know, the law demanded. In fact, it was prescribed in the law that the punishment for Mary in this case would be stoning. And Joseph, righteous, seeks a different solution, this quiet divorce, to let them go on with their lives when the dream happens. Joseph the Dreamer. We're supposed to hear the echoes of Joseph the Dreamer from the Hebrew Scriptures and hear now the new Joseph the Dreamer. Isn't it extraordinary that our tradition rests on people leaning into the power of dreams? Isn't it extraordinary that who we are as inheritors of this story, who are called in the same way to live the story of Jesus, that it rests upon dreams? And Joseph hears in the dream those words that God so often sends messengers to tell us. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step into this marriage with Mary. Don't be afraid to step into this calling you're receiving. Don't be afraid in this crazy story that's unfolding in front of you. This is of God's work. Joseph dreams. And we don't know what it was like when Joseph first woke up from that dream. We don't know what it was like as he sifted through coming out of the fog of sleep. You've asked it perhaps yourself, as I frequently do did I really dream that? But it sunk deeper into his heart and into his soul as a truth. Somehow he knew that the dream was touching something very central to who he was. Somewhere in words that were unreachable in the moment, I suspect Joseph knew this was his destiny. Will you be the Joseph I created you to be is the question that the angel implies. Will you be that? And remember, Matthew says in the Gospel, his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with you. God is with you. Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in every life? Yes, emphatically, yes, loudly and boldly, yes, there are enunciations of one sort or another in your life and in my life and in the life of every person on this earth that God has created. That is, in every life, God is reaching out in invitation to announce God's presence in the midst of a world that is fragile and fractured and broken. And whether we feel worthy of the call or not, or whether we feel up to the task or not, the invitation is this. Will you be the person I created you to be? Will you recognize God with you? Will you see Emmanuel and celebrate Emmanuel in the world around you? Will you recognize in the sister and brother, the friend and the enemy, there too, the presence of the God who is with us constantly? Matthew reminds us his name is Emmanuel, and in Matthew's gospel, this is told to us in the first chapter, he is Emmanuel, God with you, and the last words spoken in Matthew's gospel are Jesus' words to his friends after his resurrection, when he says, I am with you always until the end of time. Will you live that way is the intention, the invitation of annunciation. Will you live as if that truth is somehow rattling around in your heart? Will you recognize when it's difficult to believe it and when it's easy to step into that truth? Who is God inviting you to be? Who is God asking you to be for a hurting world? How is God inviting you to dream perhaps a new dream, a new way of being? To receive the birth of this Christ as an invitation and an empowerment to become a bit more this year the people God dreams us to be. Aren't there annunciations of one sort or another in every life? Yes. Yes. Joyfully, yes. May we know the grace to hear it MAY WE KNOW THE GRACE TO LEAN INTO THE DREAM. AND MAY WE HEAR THAT VOICE OF GOD'S MESSENGER AGAIN AND AGAIN. DO NOT BE AFRAID.
1: TIME NOW FOR ANNOUNCEMENTS AND EVENTS. ON DECEMBER 21st, WE'LL BE HOLDING A SPECIAL EVENING OF PRAYER TITLED, IN THE QUIET. THE CHURCH WILL BE OPEN FROM 6.30 PM TO 9.30 PM with a special time of prayer at 7 p.m. dedicated to those who have died this past year while experiencing homelessness. All are welcome. As you finish up your Christmas shopping this year, remember that the Chicago Fair Trade's annual holiday pop-up shop is still open. Find your perfect Fair Trade item from one of the 30-plus vendors, all local Chicagoland businesses working with artisans around the world. The shop will be available until December 24th. And this Saturday is Christmas Eve. We hope you'll join us for Mass on either the 24th or 25th. On Christmas Eve, there'll be Mass held at 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and at midnight. Then on Christmas Day, Sunday, December 25th, Mass will be held at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. To learn more about all our upcoming Christmas Masses and events, please visit OldStPaths.org slash Christmas. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 9 a.m. Mass on Sunday, December 18th, by Father Pat McGrath. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.